Good evening, everybody, and this is Take Two Radio, Have You Heard, and Soaps in Review, if you're wondering. Tonight we're bringing you some of the latest news around the soap world, and we're talking about the pots, and I think I have all my team in place, Belinda, Carolyn, Casey. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. How is everybody doing tonight? Great. Good. Very good. We're doing good. Okay. Um, we are expecting a guest. Michael Thomas from Soap Opera News is going to be joining us tonight, hopefully. Um, but, Chase, while we wait, why didn't you bring up what we're going to do later? All right, so uh, later is something we've been doing for the past two shows now. Um, We have another top three in store for all of you. Um, Tonight we'll be doing top three actors, and that's later in the show if we have time. And I think you guys guys would like to have picked out for our countdown list. So sit back, enjoy um, the rest of the show. Okay, um, Michael has not arrived yet. Um, he's not on. Um, I'm going to turn you over to Belinda to start the news. Take it over, sweetheart. Okay. Well, uh, Michael and I were going to talk news, but since Michael's not here, we'll just go ahead and talk news. Um, so... Big general hospital news this week, Um, three big things. Uh, Bree Williamson is back. is completely adorable, and she's going to be back as Claudette Bellew. And uh, that's really exciting. I don't know if it's good or bad for Valentine because her being alive proves he didn't murder her, but what she has to say might be troublesome. Uh, I like it. I'm glad she's back. I don't know how you guys felt about her on there, but I just thought she was adorable. Uh, Tamara Braun has been confirmed. Jamie Giddens reported that a while back, but they did finally confirm. They're not saying what role she's going to be in, but it's going to be tied to the patient six story. A lot of people today were putting up pictures of her beside Chloe Lanier, saying that she looks like Nell and that they're both, you know, kinda kinda tall skinny chicks. They they do look alike, but if if the whole casting thing was the rumors were true and Jamie Giddens usually gets the dirt, um tied to the, the P six story, I kinda don't see them dragging Nell into that. Um some people have speculated she might be Oscar's mystery mom, Dr. Nero. And then the latest piece of GH news is West Ramsey is starting in mid-November. I don't know how long he's going to be on. His role, the, the name is Peter August. And the, the big news, if you don't know that name, that's Laura Wright's real-life boyfriend, and some people were, were talking because Robert Palmer Watkins shared a photo of him side by side with Wes, and they were, people ran wild speculating he would be Dylan Recast as Robert 
his contract has renewed, and then that led me to to joke with somebody that it'd be hilarious if they made him a, a Morgan recast dating Morgan's mother. So. <laughs> Because the official release, it really, it didn't, it said he would be there to state, but it didn't say any kind of extended run. So we don't know. Um, I think last time, didn't we talk about Windsor Harmon and Ingo Rademacher stepping into Bold? You did? Okay, yeah, he his date was confirmed towards the end of the month. And also, Catherine Kelly Lang confirmed that Thorne and Brooke are going to be in a romance. So, I was hoping he was coming around for Sally. But uh, as I just wrote a little while ago, Sally and Liam are about to get blown up, so maybe they'll be in comas. Who knows? I don't think they're going to die, but, you know, Dollar Bill is up to no good. Um, we all... I'm, I'm sure are up to date on Christoph St. John's situation. Yeah, um, yeah. That's sad, sad and concerning news this week. Um, you know, and and some people just kind of running wild with it. And uh, I, I, what I think we should say about that is we wish him well. Definitely. And I'm honestly, I'm tired of it being some big publicized story. Um, that's why I decided not to do an article on it for my site because I'm just tired of it. Let them, you know, say your respects and let the man and his family just get over their problems in peace. Yeah, I didn't write about it either. I chose not to because, yeah, the, the pain That's of losing fine. a child, it's not fodder. It's private and it's awful. And Okay, yeah. so good good healing thoughts to Christoph. Um more recent news, I, I went ahead and glanced at Michael's site so I could scoop up some of his news to make sure I was promoting. Um, if you don't know, you can look for Michael's uh, latest news at soapopernews.net. He is always on top of everything, everything. Um, he also reported today that I – y'all correct me on the names if I pronounce them wrong. John Enos is coming to Days of Our Lives. He's not having a big role, but he's going to be an Elvis impersonator – who knows Dr. Rolf, the, the recently deceased Dr. Rolf. So we might uh, get some clues about Will's whereabouts when Elvis comes into the building, and that's just so bizarre and so Ron Carlovati. <laughs> um, and Vincent Irizarry, is Casey, you're so good with names. Am I saying that right? Arizari. Uh, Arizari. Vincent Arizari is back for a little while um, for to film some Deimos flashbacks to explain his relationship with Eve Donovan because Cassie DePive is coming back. So he is coming back, but not alive, you know. So that's exciting. And that is, that's the extent of my news right now. That's if anybody else has news, share, share, share. Well, um, of course, I um, my site was the one to uh, get the exclusive on Melissa Archer coming back. Um, I tried to dig more into that. Um, of course, you know, I had to hurry up and break it. You've got an exclusive. Us reporters know how that goes. Um, but all I can come up with is just one episode as a ghost. Same thing I broke. Um, I haven't found anything else out yet. 
Um, but if I do, of course, I will keep all of you guys updated. I was also excited to see that Eileen is coming back in her less than glamorous role when she's going to be on days. What? She's back in December. I think that came out this week. I don't know. I think your site had it, Casey, didn't it? Um, I think TV Line um, might have had her coming back as Susan. Yeah, yeah. so that – I knew it, I was trying to remember it was one of the – or mainstream sites, not speculative like like I write for. So. <laughs> well, there's so many uh, so many wires get crossed when it comes to this business, <laughs> as you know. Yeah. But I I don't know anything about her character, but I do know that I just I got so excited when I saw the picture because it's nothing like Ashley Abbott. <laughs> so I'm excited to see no. what happens. Uh, well, um, on Days of Our Lives. Belinda, um, Eileen Davidson, I think it was either four or five roles that she played at once. And uh, Susan is the sister of Kristen, and she's kind of a nut, and just like all of them. Um, and I'll have to put Susan's bio. It was such a fun character. She's popped up from time to time, and I think you'll love it. I'm very excited. I am I'm converted. I'm happy with <laughs> yeah. all this I'm actually happy. I would I would rank bold, and this is off track, David. I'm sorry, but I would rank bold in fourth place this week. But Young and the Restless, from the moment that the episode started on the 25th, that was Mal Young's first written episode, I could feel a tangible difference, and I oh, yeah. loved it. Yeah, and I like over that on, ending montage. Yeah. Oh, and the song, and just. The, the background music that's not usually there that was there from the first scene, I could feel a tangible difference. Like, Days has background music, but Bald and GH and YR didn't. And that was the first thing I noticed was on the 25th was that there was music because he's a very musical guy. And, yeah. Um, yeah, his uh, his partner, uh, Mari Wilson, did the, the song that played on the record. And, but GH is on fire this week, also, and Ron Carlovati is just continuing to kill it. And but yeah, even GH has been good. I actually have no complaints about it, which is really weird for me. I just have one, but we'll get to that. <laughs> once, uh, once, yeah, once, well, okay. this one, which for me, sure. you know, I've been ranting about GH for the last couple of podcasts. So you guys know, if I just have one complaint, it's been a <laughs> that's not bad, GH. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, there's some things on there griping me, but overall, it's the the least annoying it's been in in years. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we ready to uh, get to our soaps then? Yep. Yep. Let's hit the B and B thing. Okay, I want someone to catch me up on today because I couldn't see that. I couldn't see B and B today. Um, I think. Today was the best show in recent weeks. It was very good. I mean, B&B moves slow, but David, uh, Sheila, I was so surprised at how Sheila held herself together when it came out that Quinn and Eric were punking her when she had, you know, Eric Eric was so cruel to hang her portrait up there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Especially 
It's like, does he not remember being held at gunpoint by her? <laughs> he is dancing <laughs> with the devil. Well, I just, you know, it looks like, of course, we know this isn't the last that Quinn and Eric will see of Sheila. But I hope that today's ending means that she's coming to Windar, and I hope this whole time they've just kept it this big, big secret. And I mean, just something. Windar is great right now. I think in two episodes, the drama has been amazing just in two episodes. But it's time to get Sheila over there, and I'm hoping that t- today's end of The Bold and the Beautiful was kind of a little hint that she's coming to Genoa City because she's I, done what she's done in L.A. Yeah. And I just hope she's coming. I would not mind seeing her go, but honestly, I don't think – I feel like she's not going. I feel like she's about to go into super psycho mode, and I think she might murder Mateo. Who knows? Uh, oh, I think God, she, I hope so because that boy can't I mean – Eric destroyed today that that wish, that hope that was keeping her tethered slightly to reality. And Which that was, was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing, but it was at the same time it was like teasing a tiger behind a tissue paper wall. I mean <laughs> you know, she's a nut bar par excellence and I actually was kind of excited at the end because I was like oh she's about to go full Sheila Carter I don't think she's going I think she's about to go off so we'll see she should and honestly you know it's about damn time this story started off really strong but Brad Bell pulled a general hospital where you've got the beginning of the story and you've got the end of the story, but you don't have everything that's supposed to happen in the middle. Yeah. We're like, oh, we've got her here for a year. Let's dawdle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, my one major complaint is Sheila's money situation. One minute she has to get a job to afford her hotel room, and the next she's paying Mateo $10,000. Yeah, I, I mean, I tend to think with that that she probably gave him like a week's worth of tips, and because she was <laughs> well, damn, telling she must him the, the rest well, of the right? money would come when she was Mrs. Forrester, you know. I don't know, but it is. People have commented on that. I've seen that a fair amount on Twitter. They're like, "Where is she getting money? She's probably kidnapping and selling babies." I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the real Scott we got in Germany. <laughs> But uh, and I I love also on today's show that Katie Katie's healthy dose of skepticism about Quinn giving the green light to them continuing to. Uh, but I I do think that Quinn had kind of a reality check when Eric like walked out the door on her. So I think she's just gonna have to eat that frog and live with it. You know. <laughs> I am. She'll be I'm almost getting on board with Wyatt and Katie. I truly am starting to do it because I'm starting to forget everything like, oh, he's her son's brother. I'm starting to forget all that and get on board. But they have my next thing is, is why was everybody like pissed at Quinn? I would have done the same thing. This is like her 
main enemy, and she's doing her I mean, like, come on, I wasn't mad at Quinn. Quinn was kissing her stepson, so, you know. I think Quinn Quinn you got can't there. Throw, Quinn Quinn can't throw shade at anybody for like literally anything. She shoved Deacon off a cliff. She tried to run Liam through with a sword. She was macking with Rich. I mean, for her to throw shade is like she needs to remember where she came from, not where she is. So, but I I first said that Katie and Wyatt were going to get into romance. I said this back in summer, and I just got so much hate piled on me about it, and now it's all, but it's funny because I could see them. I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't. I mean, it's, you know, in real life it would be disgusting, but it's bold and beautiful. It's what they do. You know, everybody's brothers, mothers, lovers. Yeah, you know, I kind of remembered it kind of reminded me, people going insane about the storyline, it kind of reminded me when Ridge and Bridget started, they tried to put... Oh, yeah. Any of you guys remember that? Yes, I do. That one did not work. I was like, hell no, we are not going to see Ridge and Bridget. But she thought he was her uncle. She still thought he was her uncle when she first started fantasizing about him. That was what was so gross. It was like they didn't even, they hadn't drawn the line yet, you know? So. Well, not right. only that, it's just I don't get why you would be attracted to someone when they've been married to your mother 7,000 times. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's gross. The other thing that killed me Friday and then carried over to Monday was Bill's crocodile tears, and I wrote an article. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Bill's lying. Um, his so crocodile is. tears. His warm moment, because if I can talk spoilers without upsetting anybody, he gets, he takes back, he takes back Spectre Fashions next week, and he blows up the building on Halloween, and Liam is in the building with with Sally. Oh my he god! Doesn't he doesn't know that Liam's in the building with with Sally. Justin's texting him, telling him, "Don't don't do it. Don't blow it up. Your son's in there." And he blows it up because he's crazy, and he just has to build his skyscraper. And, like, the second after it goes boom, then he finally looks at his phone. Who gives Dollar Bill a button to push to blow something up? That's not safe. And who doesn't check a building, but whatever, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I don't – they're not going to die or anything. That really happens? Yeah, yeah. The cover of CBS Hopes and Death is um, on one side it's Bill and Liam, and it says, Spectra goes kaboom, did Bill kill his son? And then on the other side it's Young the Restless, and stupid Nick burns down his own bar this week when there's teenagers in it. And... What? <gasps> oh, my God. And Well, to be fair on Young the Restless, it's Halloween. They burn something every year. Oh, <laughs> like they're, that's true. They're called yeah. tradition, you know. They burned the top of the top. The Clear Springs disaster one Halloween. We just had the kitchen actually run out of fireballs, and now the so yeah, they really do. (laughs) They love Halloween disasters. GH had guns out today, you know, and it's like, okay, 
we have to burn everything down for Halloween on every soap. I don't. I haven't seen days leading up to that, but we are going to have a zombie. You know, zombie will. So. But that is so. <laughs> go look in the history of days of our lives. Us days fans really take anything with open arms. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I watched GH. You know they had vampires and aliens. I'm fine. It's just funny. <laughs> well, and people trying to freeze the world. So. Oh well, that but that was legit science. That's different. <laughs> So yeah, bold's kind of bold. Bold's good, and I'm sure you know. I'm still waiting for Bill to bed down with Steffi. Maybe he's blowing up Liam on purpose. Who knows? I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> he saw the phone and he was like, "Screw that! I want his wife." Boom. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that's going to happen again. Yeah. Ooh. Well. And I'm thinking that that explains how Brooke ends up with Thorne because she's supposed to have, like, a millisecond of a second thought about maybe I shouldn't divorce Bill, and then, you know, he blows up his son, and it's like, eh, yeah, I'm going to sign those papers. <sighs> I like him when he's evil. So, Casey, what soap are we on to next? Uh, young and Restless, so we can get our ranting done with. <laughs> Uh, oh, or, or days. Let's go to days. Because oh, yeah, Belinda's on the days place. now, and she's like on it, like white on rice. Yeah, I'm in love with. I am in love with Brady. I don't care how big of an sob he is. He looks great, and and I love Greg Vaughn. So I love Eric too. I want to be in a in a Eric and Brady brother sandwich. So. <laughs> Girl, you I almost won when I was at it's that Chicago choice. event. <laughs> yeah, they're both amazing. So, yep. So, my one thing I didn't see it today yet because I always see days after the show. It was a slow day today. But oh, I well, have I to say, I'm really happy. That Adrian is coming out of jail. Yes. And Bonnie's gone and Oh. You know, um, today was kind of a slow day, but the thing is is that with slow days, Ron Calavardi does slow days not to fill a week, he does it to build up to something. Um and he's always done that. So we know something big is about to come if he used a slow. Yeah, there, there was a lot of information today, like the whole thing with Kate trying to figure out who is snaking her business deals. So that's, you know, Which laying ground. And Jennifer thinking about Eric and, yeah. Oh, damn, Jennifer. I, <laughs> I'm so over Jennifer. See, I think they, Come on. I, I did like that line she had about maybe it wouldn't be as good without the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or better, you know. Oh, my gosh. And I did love the brother. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was satisfying. But Jennifer, you know, my main problem with Jennifer is just a problem 
that's been going on really for years. Ever since she met Daniel, her character has been so out of place to me. She has not been the same Jennifer ever since her and Daniel shared a relationship. It's like Daniel has a way if he beds a woman, they all of a sudden become sad and sappy. Nicole was kind of a deductive super bitch and she met Daniel and she cried all the time. And Jennifer used to be so full of life and fun and almost like a romance novelist character. And now she's, oh, Alice Horton bun wearing donut eating, reporting the news to all of Salem. I mean, Jennifer so just needs to be You're saying his sperm is like Xanax. It just—it is. <laughs> I mean, you get some Daniel Jonas. Well, you can't get him now because he's dead. But you know, the women who got Daniel Jonas just—they turned into these unrecognizable characters. It's happened to everybody. But you know, Ron has a way of fixing that, and I'm hoping he will inject some happiness into Jennifer's life and make her who she once was. Well, it definitely looks like she plans on injecting something into her life, so I uh, daydreaming was anything to judge by, and he's lonely. He needs a rebound. Uh, she takes some notes from Ava. Now, Nadia Borland is pregnant, but they don't have her character pregnant on the show, correct? Oh, I Carolyn. Right. She already. No, she, yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's uh, she's had the baby and she's back to back to normal. That was that was oh, a while she? ago. I, yeah. I, did, I didn't yeah. know because I just saw this giant purse in front of her today, <laughs> just everywhere, and I was like, is because her face has always been full. She's she's even when not pregnant, she just has a full face. She's so pretty. Um, but I just saw the purse, and is there a baby bump in there? I didn't know. I don't keep up with. I haven't been keeping up with these actresses. I will. So she could um, just take that as an acting choice. Um, maybe you know. I don't want to make this sound rude because it's with almost all of it. Maybe she's working off some weight, and she just wanted to throw that in as an acting choice. You know, so could have been that, but um. Yeah, she's no longer pregnant. She shot out the baby. and Yeah, yeah Emma Ryland is in drapey stuff on GH. She's like, I'm, she's like, my weight's not coming off because it's going slow. She's like, you're going to see me in movies. <laughs> she's going to gonna see me behind a purse. Yeah, I'm going to see me behind a purse for six months. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Get the table, laptop in front of you, all that good stuff. Hey, baby weight's not easy. No. So who do you think has been uh who pay, paid off Dr. Rolf? Any uh any um <laughs> well, my first guess you know was of? Kristen because I knew Eileen was coming, but that was before I knew that she was coming back as Susan. Well, but could it have been Susan? I don't know. I'm not too up on Susan, because I know Susan is EJ's mother. Am I right? Yes, she is. 
Yes, yeah. Well, I think it may be Andre. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those stories where it's. I know the reveal is going to be great. Ron does some of the best reveals in daytime history. But I feel like in this story we're just missing something. Like, if EJ was still alive, I think that would make it a lot easier to say, oh, EJ paid him off. Because you could have Sammy mad at EJ, but EJ also has this love for Will. And so there's just that predictable option missing. Because in a story like this, I think you need a predictable option that you know it's not going to turn out like that, but you can still point the finger at that person. And you that's what I like. Yeah. I like well, did you see how... Did, did you see how... Um... How nice Andre was with Kate, and she was all That's falling true. in his arms, and so I said, "Oh." <laughs> that would be terribly cruel to listen to her cry like that, knowing that he was responsible for yeah. letting her. I mean, I don't know that well, much about him because knew is he capable of sitting there and being that callous? Well, he was a serial killer. <laughs> I think, oh. I think so. Yeah, but yeah, my you know, uh, character was a serial killer. I have nothing against serial killers. Andre came on um, first to help Stefano with all his evil plans, and then he went off the rails, and he became a serial killer, and he killed, like, three people. And Which happens yeah, so all the people. Yeah, you know. He is capable of that. <laughs> oh, and he brainwashed Marlena into killing half the town and lured them all to an island and um, had an earthquake slash tsunami happen. And uh, <laughs> he's he's done a lot of questionable stuff. You know, the the plot line is trying to make him a nice guy. You know, he's he's in there and he's trying to help Kate and do this and do that. And I, think, well, I don't know. He's <laughs> he he can't change that much. Not not. Let Andre. me ask you guys a question. Now, knowing Ron Colavati's love of resurrection, do you think there's a chance that there's somebody, because you mentioned EJ, who might be dead that Ron might bring back to life as the, as the villain in the Will situation? And if so, EJ, who? EJ is kind of a funny bring back from the dead character. When the character was shot and died, he was laying on a morgue slab and his sister Kristen, played by the wonderful Eileen Davidson, came in and injected him with the serum that was supposedly going to bring him back to life. And through the years we were it's been like I think two years now. And we were all like, oh, you know, EJ's going to come back in this storyline and he's going to be played by this guy. And at one point we all thought he was going to be played by Michael Muni. And um, it was just, uh, it got really out of hand, really hectic. I think the idea has been pitched in the writer's room, um, but I don't think they're ready to follow through with it. Well, they're going to have to bring Will back because he, uh, Doctor Rolf, uh, injected him with, with some serum. So I think that's how. Uh, did you see it this week with Sammy and Hope? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, I mean, just Ron, that's like his, almost his quirk about bringing people back from the dead. I mean, he was, the, he's been the king of resurrection on GH. I mean, Jake Weber was run over by his grandfather and donated kidneys. <laughs> and we watched him. Yeah. <laughs> people who knew back. him were doing surgery on him when he flatlined and died. <laughs> and so he resurrected that child. So, you know. Well, and, you know, Stefano, EJ's uh, father, has the most returns from the dead in soap opera history. Belinda, I don't know if you know that, but the character <laughs> Stefano has come back 13 times um, before and the he- actor actually died in real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's But I think yeah, the only I, thing left the last time was his ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, maybe this is it. Maybe maybe cuz Ron's trying desperately to save days, so maybe yeah. maybe it's easy. Well, and you know, the thing I'm speculating because you know, Susan is coming back and I think she'll be tied into this Elvis story. And EJ's full name is Elvis, um, and he only got that name because his mother Susan it was obsessed with Elvis and everything. Oh. Else. So yeah. Elvis Maybe it's Elvis going yeah. to be connected into an EJ return? I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Well, maybe, maybe. EJ had plastic surgery and and now he's an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> I don't think the actor they're using is a big enough name to be the recast because, I mean, Ron's been bringing back big, I mean, he got Tyler Christopher. Now, we do we know who Tyler's playing? No. I think I okay, don't. There was a script cover late, and I just wrote an article on it. Um, the show that this script is to airs in March of next year. And uh-huh. it's got a character on there that we have not seen before by the name of Stefan. And um, everyone thinks that Tyler Christopher is going to play this Stefan guy and play a Demera because Stefan is so closely related to the name of Stefano. Mm. So, how old is e- how old was the actor that played EJ? No, oh, I think thirty-eight. Yeah, about forty, thirty-five, forty. His Tyler is early forties and looks younger. And, um, and it's a big name. That Tyler will play a new character um, because we all speculated coming into this that he would be EJ, which. Hello, I don't know why that wouldn't be the logical casting choice, Days of Our Lives, Simpsons. Um, but apparently he's playing a new character, according to Soap Central. I, and their information comes from sources at the network. And I, I just know that the producers at ABC, the showrunners, they lie. And they <laughs> think oh, yes, are- they do, ABC. He lied so much. <laughs> they categorically lie, and Ron was a showrunner, you know, over at ABC. And so I'm just saying I wouldn't necessarily discount counting that chicken because 
he may have walked away with that little trick from Nathan Varney and Frank Valentini. Not only do they lie in interviews, but they put out promos that are absolutely lies. I mean, oh. well, you know that could happen oh. because when Timberland Hold on, Brown, guys. Someone here wants to say hello to everybody for a little while. Hold on. Did we finally get a connection? Hello, Michael. Michael is Michael is Yeah. Hey Michael. Hi Michael. Just stepping in to say hello. I just got home from work. Well, I hope you don't mind that I read news off of your site and I made sure to <laughs> tell everybody there to check for the news since you weren't with us for the news segment. That's no problem. I'm really sorry I'm so late. I saw you're having thunderstorms over there. The light went off, went off for a while and just came back. I guess, Michael, we're all we're all on a day's kick right now. Even Belinda is. <laughs> He's having fun with it. Okay. Well, I think we probably have we, Casey, Carolyn, have we exhausted our, our day's ranting? Or Casey, do you have more ranting to do? Um, I just want to say one more thing, and then that's it. I'll be done. I swear, I promise. <laughs> um, so my one more thing is, Belinda, you could totally be right. Maybe he is EJ. If he is, thank God a thousand times. Because, you know, when Sheila, Kimberly Brown, when she came back to the Bold and Beautiful, one of the ways they kept it a secret was they used names in the scripts instead of Sheila. Yeah. And they put out this fake casting call and everything. So mm-hmm. maybe he is EJ. And if he is, like I said, thank God, because EJ needs to be back so bad right now. I just it, it would be to me so so unlike Ron to waste someone like Tyler Christopher on something less than monumental. And he yeah. he's one of those that he appreciates older Down. characters and things like that, you know. I mean he writes new characters but he's more of a appreciate the classic things guy. I mean, oh my gosh. Was it this week or last week? I think it was this week when he did the the baby Jane throwbacks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was Oh great. my gosh. Carolyn, I... didn't you love that? <laughs> yes, yes. Well would you would he make a good E J? Oh I think I think if anybody can live up to Jane Scott's huge shoes it would be Tyler Christopher. I think he could definitely be E.J. Demera. And, Belinda, I recommend that you go on YouTube and maybe look at some clips and, like, give your own opinion if you think Tyler could have filled the role. Definitely. I mean, I didn't even know. Yeah, the fans want E.J. back, but they want James Scott. So when he was... Well, he uh, ain't going to come back. He's exploring himself in some (laughs) wilderness. Yeah, (laughs) and... He was nasty. I, I will go watch some videos, but anytime I hear people starting in with Michael Muni about anything, I'm like, eh. 
I, I don't think he's going to get a network soap job again. Mm-hmm. No, probably not. <laughs> no. I mean, we don't know what happened, but I just think he's a legal risk. I, you know, he definitely is, and you know, I definitely miss him. Um, but even I don't think he could have filled James Scott's shoes. I think he's a wonderful actor and everything. I love his Adam. He's my favorite Adam um, from Windar, but. I just think if anybody's going to fill the shoes of James Scott, it would be Tyler Christopher. And I hope he's EJ. Honestly, Stefano doesn't need another hidden away child. He already has <laughs> nine children. So why not bring him on as EJ? Right. It makes so the, much sense. The script, and the script showing the name Stefan might have been a clue because he's tied to Stefano and, you know. Right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We'll see. We'll see. I will go watch some videos. But um, no, I have a question. Young and the Rock. Ali oh, okay. Um, I recommend you watch Ali Sweeney's reel from two years ago, and that's all I say. <laughs> okay. Michael, can you hear me? I'm not hearing you. Okay. Um. Is there any truth to the matter that Robin Strasser's coming on days with Louise Sorrell? Because there was something odd in Twitter I saw, and people are speculating. Yeah, well, I did hear about that. But as far as it goes, she said it's not true. So um, I guess it's just for us to wait and see what happens. Uh, we know that sometimes they will make mistakes and put out uh, hints or some clue on Twitter, and then we'll have to retract it based on reaction from the show. So I would say um, I'm really not sure, but she said it's not true. Not true. Yeah, I just I just wanted to catch that because I know you guys are pretty good on catching things undetected. Right. But do we, you know, are we going to believe her? Because we've had people who have, like, revealed something, and then the network is like, why did you let this out? You can't let this out. And then they're like, oh, shoot, I've got to take it back. So either I deny it or I delete a tweet or something. So do we yeah. take her out her word? Yeah. I would the last interview a... I saw with Robin, she was very adamant and said she wouldn't she wouldn't be coming back and unless things have changed or she got a great offer, uh, I would be surprised. Or maybe even Ron did try to get her and then the long run, it just didn't work out. Because I have what I love about Ron is he wants to hand jobs. If he's going to create a new character or if he's going to recast somebody, he's most likely going to pick somebody that is an old, beloved soap actor. So maybe he did try to get her at one point. Yeah, that's the nice thing about Ron is he goes to the well, you know, Yep. Oh, definitely. Uh, he's so 
such a fan of the genre, you know? He is. He is. He really is. When Guiding Light was canceled, he gave Kim Zimmer a call and said, come back as Echo. Yep, I I appreciate that about him. And I really, it's funny because I've gotten used, I had gotten used to Jelly over at GH and I really hated them. I thought they were, they just really sucked. And, uh, pardon my French. And, uh, and I, it's like I didn't realize how much I missed him. You know, it's like I wasn't happy about everything that happened with him. But then, like, the further down the road with them, it was just like, oh, where's Ron Carlovati, you know? So. You know, I hated the mask. I thought those masks were the most stupid thing. It happened once, and I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And then he just beat it to death. But here's the thing. Even in the midst of all that mask, that he thought was stupid, all that going on, he still kept overall ratings at $3 million. And they have not hit overall $3 million ratings, even with – Steve Burton back. Yeah, he he saved General Hospital. He, he did. flat out saved it, and I think he can save days and, you know. So. Wait, are we you talking know, about Burton or are we talking about Ron Carlovati right now? Um, You're flipping it. <laughs> You're talking Ron saved Yep. And he's that's what we do. We yeah. start out with one topic and we go off on our separate tangent. So we started <laughs> with broadcasting people from other soaps and now we're how he saved General Hospital. That's just how good we transition here. Seamless <laughs> <laughs> segue. It's it's genius. Well, before we say, we leave Dave, um, I, I I don't. Bonnie is done. I know that that's she's she's leaving town. But I think uh, Judy Evans did a great job with the the dual characters. Oh yeah, I have oh. to give her. Yeah, and you know, just Judy Evans really showed everybody that she can still act circles around <laughs> a lot of people because this yeah. has been a girl that has been sidelined for almost a decade. And this is a girl people used to fight to get another world, got in a bidding war with Guiding Light to get her as Paulina Corey. I mean, people fought for Judy Evans back in the day, and she showed that she can still show up. And kudos to her, kudos to the writers. It was a fabulous story, and I loved it. Do you know what? When I I did not realize for a hot second it was the same actress. <laughs> like that's how good it was. Just everything how about good it. it was. Like holy crap! I was like, my daughter. My daughter was home from work yesterday, and she doesn't. She watches Days a little bit, and she came in and she said, "Well, Adrian would never dress like that. What's she in that white dress?" And I started to laugh because she hasn't seen it for a couple of months. She says, it's a long story. And she says, oh, she says, well, that's really, she's doing a really good job. I said, oh, yeah, she's <laughs> she's playing both yeah, parts. Honestly, Judy Evans killed it. And, yeah. you know, 
Deidre Hall was when she came out that, in that wedding. When she came out in that wedding dress, I said, "Oh my God, it's so priceless." <laughs> the they're all standing there. Like some oh, that dress. Oh my God, I was Linda Dano, Another World, Felicia Gallant wardrobe. I mean, that dress was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I was just. I she, she thought she had. Yeah, she thought she had them all, and then they turned. They turned the tables on her. Oh, I, as it was unfolding, the expressions on her face. I said, "This is just priceless." She's doing a yep. a great job. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. And then she left yesterday in her sunglasses and said she'd be back. <laughs> they haven't seen the last I of Bonnie. I'm like, come back, Bonnie. I don't want her to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she she uh, slinked out of the square. I mean, like nobody was going to see her. Oh, she was too funny. <laughs> I also liked that, uh, uh, What what's the maid's name? She almost uh, Sheila, that's what I, I was thinking. Sheila, but then I thought maybe I was having a bold flashback. I I loved that <laughs> Sheila was so classy and let let her keep her brooch that reminded her of Nikki. Yeah. Like that was awesome. I I loved that. I thought that was a great little touch, and it was very very nice. So does that mean I that? Love, I am loving T-Boz on this show. I'm like just. She can act like she really can, and I love that they have her talking hood, and I love that they have her just being this real character, and I love the jokes they poked at TLC, and it's great. Oh, the yeah. whole thing's great. <laughs> yeah, she, she's been really sassy. I like her a lot. I do, and I she, love her chemistry with Lamone Archie. Yes. Yeah. I, I nice. thought that history was good. So does that all right. last day, are we good? What? We're all right. Well, do we want to move on to Y&R? Yeah, sure. We have so excited to discuss it with you, Belinda. (laughs) (laughs) But Belinda and I tweeted at each other, and I think we're ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I... I have been, I was real excited, you know, when they brought Mal Young on, and I mean, you can see the writing on the wall that he was going to be there and Jill was going to be gone, and then bam. And I've been waiting on him to do something different, and then it was you know. But then he said with the transition, which, you know, that was such a hot mess with the whole writer and the news, crazy news that came out. But he was saying that in the UK, the showrunner and um, right. so I I had real high hopes, and I wasn't disappointed. You know, I, I mean, wasn't. I feel like he's had his on the pillar, but this is great. I hope it sticks. I hope. I it will sticks. say, you know, I what, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't a big fan of his first episode up until that ending montage. I was like, oh, you know, Sally. Sussman's episode was such a better transition and the family flashback. 
And then that ending montage came, and I'm like, well, hell, he's showing up. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I mean, yeah. I he's love got to the old crap. Yeah. I love no, Phyllis I mean, back up her true self. I love that the drama has picked up. I'm very interested in Victoria's storyline because it's almost a throwback in glorious history. And yeah. I wonder if that was it again. I, oh, I, I wonder if Gloria it. did that again. Two episodes, and I'm hooked on this show the most I've been in quite a while. I agree. I think it's the best it's been in a long time, and um, I, I hope that he keeps, you know, what he's doing. So. The, my main thing was, is the character of Scott has been a bust, really. I love him with Sharon, but overall, the viewer's reaction to the new Scotty has not been really all that favorable. There's a small army of us who love him, me included, and love him with Sharon. And Mal just fixed it. And in two episodes, people are all of a sudden coming out of the woodwork and are like, oh, my God, I love Scotty. I love Daniel Scott Hall as Scotty. And so, you know, he speeds up the drama and he fixes a character that audiences were not really feeling. I mean, that's amazing to do in just yeah, 37 a piece per episode. Well, and he also said, he did that new interview where he said it's going to be like a day is a day. It's not going to be a party last a week, stuff like that, which, you know, and he said he ramped up wardrobe and told them to get ready. And I would, no soap moves that fast, and that would be amazing. I think he wants to bring a more primetime look to Wyandar, which is what Wyandar used to be. Wyandar used to be the best-looking soap ever to air on television. And about the last five years, it's kind of lost its look. Wyandar used to be very dimly lit. It used to be very soft and slick, and I'm ready to get back to that. And I think now we'll bring us back to that Wyandar, which is what this show is at its best. Well, I'm I'm excited. Even just two days in to what he's doing, and you know, I, I'm interested. And that that's kind of saying a lot because a lot of times I just like barely watch, and I'm like, eh, you know, playing Candy Crush. <laughs> but I will, I will say this: I do have to extend as a huge Make a Wine Dar fan. I will say thank you to Kay Alden and Sally Putman. It seems they are apparently retired for good, and I just want to say to them both, thank you for what you brought to this show through the decades that you've stuck by it. And even when they were both fired, they still stuck by the show and supported it. And honestly, we talked about the flaws that were pointed out. The sex ring story was a bust. Thank you, Mal Young, for fixing it. The corporate talk needed to go. But yep. the thing is, is, they really made adult, character-driven stories. They turned the show into a very mature and adult show. 
And I think that's going to serve Mal Young well as he goes into the future. So thank you, Kay Alden. Thank you, Sally Sussman. Great writers, great ladies, and I wish them success up until their last day on this earth. Nicely done, Casey. Nicely done, Casey. Yes, that's uh, well said. My feeling on all the soaps is um, they need to get up to speed and things need to happen faster because just, I don't know, uh, younger people, they just, they, they don't want it dragged out. Get the storyline, get it over with. Don't drag it out for weeks and months. And we want excitement fast and furious. <laughs> That's well, and, you know, you just, you can't do that anymore. You know, we cannot have a storyline anymore that stretches out for two years. Um, yes, yes. Because the attention they spans are different. The day, spans, yeah, yeah, the attention spans are even different of the people who watched back when those stories were happening. But you can't do that. At the most, a story, in my opinion, should stretch out maybe six months, a year if it is very interesting. If you stretch it out all year long, it better be the most interesting story to ever hit a soap opera. But otherwise, yeah, I agree. can't be too lengthy anymore. And that's exactly what I think Mal Young is taking care of. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we're we've all of us have turned into you know a generation of people that are used to sitting down and binging a whole season yeah. of stuff yeah. at one sitting. So for it to be like, uh, this is no, <laughs> yeah, no, golden people, yeah. I think is the soap that needs to fix that the most. You in this day and age, in order for a soap to survive, one of the main things that needs to happen is a, you cannot show scenes anymore that aired yesterday. Stop that. You just, if you're going to even think about doing that, then do what the ABC soaps did back in the 90s and the 2000s, whether they have the previous reels um, before each episode started, like a primetime soap. So do those and get it over with. But stop airing scenes that aired yesterday. Stop hashing out the plot lines through monologues, because that just bores me to tears. Just get on with it. Do your story. Do your soap. And honestly, since it looks like Mal Young and Ron Cullivarty are doing that, Old and Beautiful and General Hospital need to take some notes on what they're doing. Yeah, get up, get up, to, get up to speed. <laughs> yeah, someone was talking to me that's not familiar with social media and they were talking about Facebook and Twitter. And I said, well, I like Twitter. It's 140 characters. It's done. It's gone. Oh my God! Some of the stuff on Facebook. Please, you're just going on. You're not writing a book here. <laughs> Get to the point. Get to the point. Well, I don't know if y'all noticed on today on at the end of General Hospital today. I don't know how, if all of y'all saw it, but uh, I was so annoyed. Casey, this calls out to your point exactly. The you know when it's like next time on General Hospital and you're expecting oh, I to too, and it was <laughs> the exact same scene they had literally oh. just shown with what's his face you know ponytail extra Man. going hey. down. Man, and Laura. it was and it was like okay it's bad enough that I know you're gonna show it to me tomorrow like it's new footage but then you have the audacity to put it on the preview reel. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was Way to keep us tuned in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was I so... Tomorrow's episode comes in as the lowest rated episode of the week. And I will go and check those ratings. And I think I'll be right. <laughs> because yeah, and then it's not like they even it. tried to hide it. They put it as the first preview scene tomorrow. It's not like they tried to hide it. Yeah, and it's like I'm used to them starting at the the beginning and replaying the first you know, five seconds of the scene, whatever, fine. But to show it to me on the preview, uh, uh, I, I, just, I think it's why I have a headache right now. I, I blame it all on that. I was so just chapped about that, and I know it's ridiculous. It's th- That's right. one of the things I'm having to adjust to on days is not have the next time on at all. Oh, yeah, they, they used to it's do that. Um, and I think they stopped that in, like, 2012 or 11. Um, but yeah. they used to do that, and I think they had to get rid of it because, honestly, it costs money to put those next day previews together because you still use studio time. And I think yeah. they were like, we can save $1,000 by not doing an extra yeah. preview. Hell, we're going to do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny because then I was like, oh, maybe it's like bold, and they released a few hours later. And so I'm looking, and I'm like, where the hell's the preview? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but, I have you know, to adjust Dave, reality if I'm going to watch this show. Dave so. does put out a new, a brand new promo every single week. They do. None of that um, stuff that CBS does where it's showing scenes from 28 years ago of men taking their shirts off. Days of Our Lives does put out a new promo each and every yeah. week. Now, you know what I love is when Bold and the Beautiful wants to show me again I'm just going to say, pardon my language, Bill and Brooke in that fucking balloon one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Every other week. It's like, I get it. They rode in a balloon. Okay. Don't show me that. It's time to hit the tree. Yeah, it's time to hit the tree. (laughs) Push me on the tree. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see them in their 30s and that balloon it's like come on so both are beautiful it's uh, belinda you'll have to nothing stop from yeah you know <laughs> from <What>? holding back <laughs> you'll have to stop from holding back <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're just not expressing so. yourself <laughs> you heard me on our big brother show you it's a whole different belinda but Oh, my God. But, you know, I agree with you. Bold and Beautiful should have really the most action going on, and I'll tell you why. Because back in the day, when a show, oh, excuse me, went to an hour, there was more filler, and there was those montages and those flashbacks. And then the 30-minute shows were on fire. Ryan Pope constantly had something to do. Yeah, they drug out story for a long time, but there was more story to tell. With Bold and Beautiful, it's like a show that's writing an hour format that's 30 minutes, and it doesn't work. It needs to go. They should, yeah, send, I, the writers I, down, they should send the writers down here to Florida because they, uh, <laughs> yeah. they can write storylines put it on Bold and Beautiful, all the, <laughs> the beautiful you know, people. You know, people are like, oh, you know, Brad – 
doesn't know how to write story. Actually, yeah, he does. My favorite era of Bold and Beautiful historically was 1995 to 2008. That was when Brad took over as head writer and before he went um, with the writer strike um, for those couple of months before he returned to the show. So he knows but is that 30 years ago? But <laughs> he knows how to write damn good story. If my favorite era was all Brad Bell storylines, then why can't it be that now? Why can't Brad Bell write a good story anymore? I think part of it may be because nobody is there to balance him because from 1995 to 2008, he also had Kay Alden there, which we all know she's a beast. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe Brad Bell just needs somebody to help him along and say, this He needs is what a partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Partner. <laughs> somebody to bounce uh, the storylines off of. You know, Someone like that, they all to be hired as a story consultant at the Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, I've heard she's available, so. <laughs> is she on Twitter? Is yeah. she on Twitter? <laughs> I don't know. I Go in and make don't... suggestions. <laughs> hey, can we can we skip over to GH for a minute? Yeah, I wanna I wanna start off with the hug. The hug. Oh my gosh. <laughs> have and you seen the meme? Have you seen the memes? People are being awful. Aren't they um, being awful about that? It, they were just some people were cracking gay jokes, and it was pretty funny. But um, <laughs> they, what they well, did I was mean, they were on. pausing the scene. They were pausing the scene right before the hug, where their faces had almost overlapped, but it looked like they were about to smooch. It was the ultimate reunion. It's it the was. ultimate it was. super couple. <laughs> they are. They are the, the super couple. Surprising me. I had no idea that Steve Burton could act. And I think he's been getting lessons in, in Nashville. Maybe John Jackson stopped by his house to give him some lessons because. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I'm. Sorry, I mean, as Stone Cold, you know, it was like he was supposed to be stiff and whatnot, but I, I, Dylan never did a lot for me. You know, I didn't find him extremely expressive on Y&R. He, when, the whole scene when he was like tearing up about Jake being alive and everything, I was like, when did he learn to act? This is amazing. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'll give him credit where credit is due. I thought the one time I was intrigued by him on Wyandart was when it came out that Sully was actually Christian and not his son, and I think he did fabulous work there, and that won him the Emmy, of course. Um, Yeah. But you're right. Since he came back to General Hospital, he might have gotten some damn lessons. (laughs) I mean, honestly, he had time off. Maybe he thought, hey, I'll go learn a little something about the craft that I've been in for decades, and (laughs) <laughs> He's really good right now. But I know I that's do mean, wanna, but I you know, I do um, want to say because I thought I have panned, I have panned this whole Steve Burton return for a long time and I still am because today when Sonny said, You're my Jason, I tweeted out Trump's not my president and Steve Burton isn't my Jason. But anyway <laughs> <laughs> I will say 
that the storyline is actually kind of intriguing. And I don't really mind the storyline at all. What I mind is that they act like Steve Burton is the god that is going to save this show. And I don't think he's going to be because ratings went up a bit, but they're sticking there. They haven't gone up anymore. Well, they were crowing about that ratings went up the day that he came, that Patient Six took his mask off or whatever, but that was the same day that Billy Miller came out of his coma. So I don't just hand that to to Steve. Now, do you know what was absolutely, I mean, like, I, I literally laughed out loud despite the seriousness of the topic because Sonny <laughs> had to spend, what, 15 minutes of today's show on straight exposition explaining to Jason five years of nonsense scripts because he's like, oh, yeah, Jake was alive. And Helena set the rack up to mess with Luke. That never happened. That's a lie. That was great retcon trying to, like, change something for the future or whatever. But that was lie number one. And then and then Jason's like, but he donated his kidneys. And then, and then he has to explain, oh, well, yeah, but Jax bought kidneys from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Well, Robin got him out of the clinic," and he's like, "Wait, Robin's alive?" <laughs> you know, that was honestly the best part. I'm not lying. Oh my that was gosh. honestly the best part to me in a couple I of weeks. So get caught up. <laughs> I was so I was just like, "Oh, listen to Sunny explaining all the bullshit plots from the last four years." <laughs> you know, he. I think they're all. Summarized, and it was like, how is Maurice keeping a straight face? This is like hilarious. I was going to say, he's got, he's got to be a great, uh, great actor to keep a straight face like, through oh, all that. I just don't even know how Maurice. I don't even know how Maurice memorized that much dialogue because you know he doesn't learn. They must have had a big ass cue card right off set. <laughs> I'm just convinced that the writers went to SoapCentral.com got a hold of those five-paragraph recaps that Dan Kroll writes for the week and just hit Control-C and Control-V, copy and paste, and put it into the script. Because that's yes. what it was, wasn't he? He well, had and a lot minutes of, of saying all of this stuff that's happened in the past four years. And, oh, God, it was amazing. <laughs> to hear it all, one after another, it was like, oh, I'd forgotten how ridiculous it all is when you hear it back to back. And it's like, yeah, Robin survived this and this and survived that. And who's this guy she's married to? And wait, what's my dead kid doing running around the park? <laughs> and you know, his kidneys. You know, this is something that Marie Clenard would submit for an Emmy. I'm just saying, you know, it's this is what, a myth, a hug. The myth reading well, out for your storyline. This is how his reels have gone for quite a while now, and I would not put it past him if he submitted this 15 minutes of dialogue. Yeah, I mean, and the, for you know, 99% of it was accurate recap, but that stuff. Mm-hmm about Helena setting up that wreck to mess yeah. with Luke. And it was like, no, 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 no. This drunk ass ran down his grandkid, his sort of grandkid, you know. 
<laughs> and uh, don't try and clean him up. Tony's gone. Don't try and clean him up. <laughs> exactly. I was shocked. So, that was the part. I was, I was like, yeah. I was shocked that Tracy wasn't brought up when they mentioned Luke and everything. Because... Tracy was a big part of Steve Burton Jason's life. Yeah. I mean, maybe that will come up later, but I don't know. I don't know, but I, you know, I'm I'm excited because tomorrow at the party, Jason's going to see Jason. Jake Doe is going to see Jason, you know. And I'm also still in, I can't even, you can't even talk to like 50% of people on Twitter or Facebook because they're like, "Uh uh-uh, Billy Miller's Jason, Steve Burton's the twin. I'm like, are you watching the same show? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They would not bring Uh, Jason back to play, excuse me, Steve Burton. Um, They would not bring Steve Burton back to play the expendable twin, like seriously. I'm sorry. Well, I would believe no? I would believe Steve Burton is Helena Cassidyne back from the dead before I would believe that he's Drew. <laughs> I mean, and he's got a hundred, and that's what I keep telling when I take the time to comment because I feel like I need to educate the ignorant. I'm like Steve Burton's Jason, a hundred percent of his memories. Billy Miller's Jason has eight percent of his memories. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, if you just look at the promos, look how they're marketing it. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, could you be more stupid? <laughs> I am so done with yeah. these soap fans lately. They're in denial, and it's like Billy Miller's pretty, he's a good actor, and he's not going anywhere for at least 11 months. He signed a contract. I don't think he's going to lose Sam. You know, Sam wants wants hunky scout daddy who's not in the mob. You know, mm-hmm. Burton, Burton's ready to take the old job back. He's not getting Sam back. You know, I don't think so. Not me, what this reminds me of is when Dallas recast Miss Ellie with Donna Reed. And um, Barbara Bell Geddes got angry <laughs> that Donna Reed was playing her part and she was like, I want to come back to the show. And so they fired Donna Reed. They put her back. And, yeah, this is exactly what it reminds me of. And fans are just going to have to live with it. Stop being in denial. All the articles have been written. All the promos have been released. Steve is Jason. There's no surprise left. There's, no, but, there's not a read it down. Listen to Sonny. He said, you're Jason. Duh. It's like, come on. Yeah. But if you you pay attention to the the outer rim, I don't think, like, Andre was the biggest surprise of all for me. Well, maybe he thinks that he is. Oh, yeah. Well, like Sonny said today, where – Jake Doe never thought he was Jason Morgan. Carly thought he was Jason Morgan. Now Liz is going to be like, damn it, I could have married him. Um, she's going to be off. Scout would have been my baby. But, um, I, you know, my thing with Andre is this. Andre was the hospital serial killer 
until all the fans figured out Andre was the hospital serial killer, and then the, and then Frank Valentini was, went back to the writer's room and said, make it somebody else. And they're like, oh, exactly. Richard Burgess. And they threw him under the proverbial bus, and then they had to drag a Heather into it. Well, I think it is. Absolutely. Because they used to do that. It's like when everybody figured out that Luke, that Luke Fluke thing, then they went and they invented that disassociative identity disorder crap. Because Frank Valentini and Nathan Barney get real pissy when everybody figures their stuff out because they're yeah. they're telling the writers to write obvious crap, and then they go and they change it to try to have a twist, but it's not a twist if it doesn't make any sense. It's just sloppy Nellie, after the crap. Nell and Carly were supposed to be siblings, and Frank Valentini liked the chemistry between Chloe Lanier and Chad Duell, and he was like, I want these two together. Fix it. Do not make Carly and Nell biological sisters. And so they yeah. came up with the adoption. Because he can't be an ant banger because he's not on Bold and the Beautiful. And, <laughs> well, I mean, it know. would be a step up for him, honestly. <laughs> Carolyn, are you blushing right now? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, but... It's okay. Anyway, yeah, it happens all the time. Well, the other explanation that I'm excited about, and I did do a little article about this because I think if they don't go there, they're missing it. Old Jason, old Jason thinks that Franco is a serial killer rapist and Danny's father. Sonny didn't think to mention that. Oh, by the way, you have another son? Because that he said today brilliant. he was talking about Jake, and he goes, my son's alive. And it's like, uh, Sonny, you might want to tell him he's got another one, because <laughs> as soon as he lays eyes on Roger Howarth, he should go postal, especially oh, yeah. when he I sees Jake and, and Liz. And I wrote about that, and I was like, uh, yeah, Franco's got a butt kicking coming, because Jason doesn't know about the tumor and that he's, you know, nice-ish well, you know now. What? First of all, Jason, Steve Burton, should confuse Franco with Todd Manning because Jason Steve Burton was not yet dead when Todd came to Port Charles. And so I think it would be so funny if Steve oh. Burton's like, what the hell are you doing even, here? I didn't even think about that because he killed, he killed Franco with James Franco's face. And then, yeah. yeah, and then Roger was Todd. You're right. Look at you go. And no, we can do jokes like that now because ABC has the rights, and I think that would be so hilarious. And well, before Franco can get an edge word out, just say, why is Todd Manning back in Port Charles? And then they say, no, it's Franco, and he goes and he shoots him or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. What I want to know is how is Drew – I guess Drew Quartermain can tap into his trust fund because Edward did leave money for the twin because he definitely Edward seemed to know about it um, and Heather knew about it and because remember years ago she went she broke into the house not like a day after Edward died and she opened the desk and she pulled out his will and she read it and she said oh you took care of everything didn't you and then they yep. never mentioned. Yeah. 
And I, oh, I, they need to bring that back up because Drew should have a trust fund because he owes Jason Morgan a heck of a lot of money. <laughs> well, He's been spending Jason's it's money. Great for it to happen right now. And honestly, I think that actually might give Leslie Charlton some story if they went that direction. And out of all the people in this whole Jason Drew mess, it's time to give Leslie Charlton some story in this. And I think it would be absolutely perfect. Yeah, because both both of them are, you know, hers. I mean, she raised one, but she knows the face of the other. And (laughs) excuse me. But, um, well, yeah. yeah. She just gave Drew Allen's cufflinks. Yeah, and she loves him. You know, she loves him, and she loves the other one, too, and she can have them both, you know, oh, and that's fine, and it's funny. It's a win, win for her. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's, what's really funny is that, you know, Drew, so Drew and Jason are twins, and Franco's their cousin. Yeah. <laughs> that, that They need to all get together for, you know, oh, they got views. <laughs> I cannot wait for the annual quarter main Thanksgiving. That's all I will say. Because Franco needs to drop by. and. <laughs> yep. Well, he did get all that money. That's true. But, yeah, I wrote I, I read a little thing the other day about what, what Jason died thinking because they need to remember that. Because, you know, Sonny cleared up some of it today, but um, – you know, he died thinking that Danny was Franco's, and he died thinking Franco was his own hand and was full of, you know, what he was. Well, we and, were in the thick of that paternity storyline when Steve Burton's Jason got shot. I remember that. I remember, you know, Sam got the result of the test, and then she slid down this wall and crouched down. Flash to the next scene, and Steve Burton and he got getting into a river. Yeah, yeah. So he, she knew like the day he died. Died in quotes, of course. You know. Um, the other thing that's bothering me, and I don't remember if we talked about this last time, is some of the people who are still desperate to try to make Billy Miller Jason are saying that the twins were were swapped in 1995 during the car wreck. And yep. If I read General something. Hospital, if General Hospital sticks to its history, that's impossible. Because in 2011, Jason had surgery. Patrick Drake did it, and they pulled a chunk of the dash out of his nose from the wreck. So 1995, Jason was 2011, Jason. So people need to let that go. <laughs> there was no swap. It didn't happen. Drew has been gone. Maybe Helena adopted him. Who knows? You know. Well, speaking of but, 1995 car accidents, I have been loving the Steve Burton flashbacks they've been showing. I mean, mm-hmm. who knew it would take him returning to get some decent flashbacks? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I because I'm, honestly, I'm asking. Yeah. I mean, I give them credit. I'm interested, and I'm tuning in, and I'm not mentally tuning out. Um, and they're moving the story along at a nice pace because when Frank Valentini said it was going to be a nine-month story, I rolled my eyes. 
you know, <laughs> but it's moving along and it's great and I'm excited. Yeah. You know, I don't think Sam's going to run into his arms. I think she's going to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, you owe me five years of back child support. Um, there you go. My husband spends all so. <laughs> I just, you know, I think we're going to actually get some decent performances from the aftermath. I hope, fingers crossed, like I just said, give Leslie Charleston some material. Because let me tell you, if you want to bet a show on somebody, why wouldn't you bet it on the woman who took your show to number one in the first place? Just saying. Leslie Charlson can still act. I know it's inside of her. Give her some material. And I can't wait to see how everybody acts with the reveal. I think it's going to be some great acting by everybody. I think so. I, I mean, I'm, I, I think they're doing a good job, and I, I don't think it's going to disappoint. Um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting because, this second Jason is going to be stressful for Franco because of Liz and things like that. And Andre, you know, I don't know. Today, he he and Dr. Klein both referred to a boss. You know, I, I'm going to be let down if it's not a Cassidyne of some sort. Who knows? But Which I, who do you I want to think it's around. If it's Valentine altogether. Or is it Cassandra? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he inherited the patient six problem with the estate and with Helena kicking the old bucket. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have some theories, but I'm going to write them up first. <laughs> I do want to go back to that Andre story, though, because we were talking about just a bit ago how the writers change and flip things. So yeah. are we now just going to have Anna with Finn and give nothing to Andre and put him in the storyline, which is not his character, and then write him off in a month? That I'm worried. I don't know. I mean, Anthony Montgomery has a lot of other projects and opportunities, and he's, you know, maybe. Maybe they are writing him off. I don't know. Um, Which I, here's the thing, I want actually Michael Easton to be right now, because I love Michael Easton, I think he's a great actor, but this character of Finn, it's, it's never worked for me, Finn has never worked, and the main reason is because by the time Finn got there, Michael Easton had already just been destroyed at General Hospital by playing everybody and their mama, hell, I was, Michael Easton was playing me. But Everybody, your vampire cousin. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, just, I'm done with Michael Easton. And Andre and Anna, I was rooting for this new interracial couple. I thought they were hot when they danced the disco. I thought Vanilla yes. Hughes could move like nobody's business. I mean, they were Well, sexy. she did have they Saturday were... night fever at one point, so, you know. Yes, yeah, she did. Exactly. And she knew some tango moves from Duke, so, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm really upset that it looks like they're not moving forward with the Anna-Andre pairing. And I think, really, shame on them. I think now would have been the time to stand up for interracial couples, considering everything that's going on politically. That would be nice. The other thing that I I would I would be okay with them doing with Andre is if 
they kept him around, and he was General Hospital's new Uber villain. I mean, how many soaps have a black Uber villain? Because <laughs> do it, and General Hospital has no villains right now. Valentine is a flippin' teddy bear. I mean, oh, well, he's not. You know, Nell is supposedly their hottest villain. Remember, <laughs> Nell is what we've yeah. got in the villain department. <laughs> yes, Nell from Hell is crazy and a little weird, and she's been making the stank eye at Michael. He's not looking, Which but she's I'll, not I'll a. a bit. <laughs> but Andre, if they want to make him a full-blown villain, go for it. I love it. Make him a black Cassidyne cousin. I don't care what they do, but I think he would be great as a villain. I think he's got the acting chops to do it. It would be something interesting and different. Um, you know, so Absolutely. I don't know. Have him get jealous sure. that Anna is spending time with Finn and have him, you know, like run Finn down with a car and or something and have him go sure. after Anna. And Not Anna's like, stay away from me, but she's actually a little attracted to the dark chocolate supervillain. Well, the other thing that could be interesting to do if they wanted to give Finola an opportunity to stretch her wings a little more is they could bring Alex back and partner Alex with Andre. Because I like Alex anyway. And they could do Port Charles, Alex, Andre, Reign of Terror. And they could just go after these people. They could go ham with that. That would be amazing. So, I mean, I, I and you, you know, know, I would start that. I would do that in the summertime because that is very that could be very action packed. You could do a huge storyline. They could piss everybody off. One of them could yeah. end up dead and go after more people. I mean, that would be yeah. a hot summer storyline. That, yeah, that's well, the old-fashioned stuff that used to attract teens when they would stay home from school and watch soaps. And if you can yeah, put they, out a hot promo, teens yeah. might watch. Yeah, they had they they were always good at adventure. If they do kill off Finn, I hope he gets a knife in his back like Silas did because that would just be funny. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it would just bookend. It would just bookend his last two characters. It's like we have literally. Finally killed him off. I mean, I don't know. Good things are happening. Good things are happening. He could have a dark okay, guys, session run the, eight, run the 8.30 mark. And, Casey, we have time for one each. And I have to make an announcement. Darn, we are getting close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so are we doing one, our number one, one pick? Or, okay, we'll do so. And we'll We'll do our second one on the next show if we do it. Okay, sounds good. So um, I will go ahead and actually, because my number one is pretty obvious, so I'll go ahead and name my number three. Um, So my number three was going to be um, a person who's no longer with us. You probably know him from his role on Search for Tomorrow or Love is a Mini Splendor Thing or Guiding Light or One Life to Live. Um, but that person is Michael Zaslow. Um, Michael oh, Zaslow, God. I thought, 
was a phenomenal actor, uh, somebody I miss very much in daytime. Um, as you know, he passed away many, many years ago. Um, but just amazing. Guiding Light is what he's most known for, for playing Roger Thorpe. Um, he was involved in the first marital rape story on television uh, when he assaulted his wife, Holly, when she was trying to leave him. Um, I thought he did phenomenal in that. He was dynamite with um, Beverly McKenzie as Alexander Spalding when those two were paired together. And he was dynamite up until the end when his real-life ALS was brought into a story on One Life to Live. Um, I miss him dearly. He was a phenomenal dynamite actor. My God, yeah, he rocked. Nice choice. Nice choice. Carolyn? I didn't do my homework. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I've been so busy. Oh, that's I didn't it. Just do my name homework. somebody who you love. Pluck a name from your brain. Oh, goodness. Oh, I was going over uh, some uh, another world, and I can't Ooh. remember his name. <laughs> way, way back. Way, way back. Oh. No, leave it till next next time. I'll I'll do my due diligence. Okay. But I'm going I'm going back a long time, way before you, you were born. <laughs> oh Lord. Back when back when scripts were were etched in stone. <laughs> Almost yeah, carved in stone. <laughs> General Hospital episode negative five. <laughs> David, I used to watch show poppers when there was a test pattern at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine. Uh, Casey, I can't, I can't really top yours right now, but I'm going to have to go with Peter Bergman. Oh, he was my number one. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he was the one I didn't um, to go with. Everybody knows I he, adore him. <laughs> when he when he took over the role of Jack Abbott in 1989, there was a little hush, but he actually won me over, and I thought he gave he gave Jack some more humanity in his role, and from then on, I just I can't get enough of him. He he has been my I don't know. He's like one and two and three and four and five. Um, I got so many, but Peter Bergman's on my list. And he was, I mean, he was good right from the beginning. Right from the very, right from the very beginning, he was excellent. I remember when he, yeah, he started. Did you like him, David, as Cliff on All My Children? I Were wasn't watching at that fan? time. I wasn't watching oh. All My Children at that time. Um, I mean, it's just a great video to go and watch. Everybody has to watch it. Go and watch Cliff and Nina's fairy tale wedding from All My Children, one of the most beautiful weddings in soap history. And it was like the third wedding for that couple, but it was the wedding that really, it was supposed to be their last wedding, their wedding that made them really, truly official. Um, so yeah, go watch Cliff and Nina's fairy tale wedding from All My Children. I believe it aired in 1987. 
Very nice. Well, um, I mean, my current favorite, and so I'm not going to put him on the list, because like you said, we know how you feel about Peter Bergman. Y'all probably know how I feel about Roger Howarth. Um, <laughs> but, but at the same time, when I think about, like, something a little more, you know, overarching, um, hmm, like, I love the golden era of General Hospital, the rollicking adventures of the 80s and 90s. So the actor that I have to think about, and he's still on, you know, soap, is Tristan Rogers. Oh, yes. I love him as an actor and a human because he likes to drink and then drunk tweet about... (laughs) (laughs) He's, um, He's hilarious, but I... When I hear that he's going to show up on Y&R, I get really excited, like when he was on as Colin the other day, because he's so crafty and he's so different as Colin than he is as Robert Scorpio. But when he was, like, so excited and he was, like, embracing Juliet and he's just, like, he doesn't care that his son, you know, was hopped up drunk in Tokyo banging this rando chick. He's like, I got another grandkid. It's a boy. woohoo, You know. <laughs> he, he just brings I love him, and then I think he's been done a real disservice over on General Hospital to where he is, they have him on the show every six weeks or so without him being present, where Anna makes a phone call to the WSB and talks to Robert, and it's like, and we don't even hear his voice, and it chaps me so bad. I think he ticks him off with one of his drunk tweeting sessions, but he was speaking gospel. Um I loved him so much in the 80s and 90s as Robert Scorpio. And he, you know, he was great with Holly, and he was great with Anna, and he was great with everybody. And And Robin. uh, Yeah, with just everybody. And when he comes back on, when they rarely have him back on, like for the wedding or something, you know, D-Rigger girl like that, I get so excited because he's just – Fun. And he brings that sense of, of sass and fun to, to both the roles while keeping them very distinct. Like, I would never mistake Colin for Robert, anything like that. I, you know, I, I always liked Tony Geary, but I never thought he was attractive. And any time, and I've been watching GH since I was like nine, I've always had such a crush on Tristan. So, Did and I still do. Did you Tristan on the Bay as Lex Martin? Yeah. Good. I haven't watched yeah. the Bay. That's, I need to put it on my oh, binge list. <laughs> it's so damn good. good. And Tristan Rogers as Lex Barton. Again. All right. You, you, you know, got Tristan me watching. Rogers never acts the same thing twice. Never. Yeah. He's so great. I okay. You got me watching Days. Now I'll go watch the Bay. I'm gonna. I'll take your word for it. You're converting me. It's amazing. And the bay only gets better as it goes on. Well, that's good, because I was going to give some time to Dynasty, and it sucks. So I'll uh, I'll give that time to the bay instead. See, I just – and I'll say one thing about Dynasty, because we're here to discuss daytime soaps. But I think Dynasty is actually getting better as the episodes go on. Of course, I give each show four episodes. And that's it. So if this fourth episode doesn't get better, then I'll quit it full on. But I think the third episode was great. I I will go back because I do like 
and I don't know his name, like I recognize his face, but I don't know his name, who's playing um, Blake. Oh, Grant Chef. Okay. Show. And I know so backward, yeah, yeah. I was Most like... Most for Jake on Melrose Place. Ah, that's what it was. Okay, something I haven't watched in a million years, but I but I did watch <laughs> it. Okay. Okay. I like Are you ready? Cast. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. So, I liked the Dallas reboot, and it died. I thought it was good. You know, I think they were trying to push the geriatric actors too hard. I think that's what killed it. So, okay, we need so that, that's our that's our three for this week, and then we'll do the three on the next show. And guys, are you ready for my announcement? Yes. Yes. Okay. We're ready. <laughs> okay. Drum roll. And it says every okay. I want Take Two Radio would like to announce one of our new neighbors on Take Two Radio. We is called the Christmas Movie Spotlight, and it is on sun, every Sunday at seven p.m. Eastern. And it's uh, here's the description. Every New Year. Christmas movies are released on various channels, such as the Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Ion TV, Lifetime TV, Lifetime Movie Channel, and more. We will let you know what movies are coming out that week, what channel it will be on, who is in it, what it's about, and preview it for you. Let's not forget, let's not forget about the holiday music coming out from your favorite entertainers, whether it be rock, country, or any of the other genres, we will let you know about the new releases. We'll be playing some of the tracks, too. And I bet you're wondering who's hosting this show. <laughs> David, who's hosting this show? <laughs> the, the Christmas Movies Spotlight is hosted by Don Mack and Pam Powers. I was going to say, it better be Pam. Yay. <laughs> yep. Well, Sunday started, they started um, this past Sunday was their first episode, and you can catch it. And they're going to do like every Sunday until the end of the year. So until the, so, yeah, until the Christmas season is over. The 12 shows of Christmas. That's exciting. Yay. Yep. Christmas movie spotlight, 7 p.m. on Take Two Radio, Black Talk Network. And that sounds great. Tune in, everybody. It is a very good show. They're going to do little ideas. When Don and Pam get together, they are magic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um,. What do you all think? Exciting. Yeah, I will definitely have to check it out. And guys, let me see. Our time is running up, and we're on for November the 9th. Yay, I'll be a year older. You will. (laughs) 
<laughs> a few days before that, but great. So if, if I'm a even even more addle-brained than usual, you'll know why. It was another year tolling. <laughs> I feel you there. <laughs> the senility might set in instantly, so we'll see how I do. <laughs> Hey, it's been great having you all. Would you have you have a final message? Um, uh, watch the soaps. Um, love our soaps and love on them. And uh, two things to remember. Uh, well, first thing, remember it. Second thing, um, I'll just tell you how I feel about this. So first thing. Remember, soaps are not dead, you guys. They're still very much on. Days of Our Lives scores 34% higher than Megyn Kelly today. So keep watching the shows. They can still grow in the new era. <laughs> and my second thing is, is help me break up Mel and Michael on General Hospital. And that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Carolyn? Well... Um, have to thank the fans for watching and keep watching and keep listening to us and start calling in and give us your uh, your uh, slant on all that's going on. We want to keep everybody involved. <laughs> Definitely. The good, the bad, and the the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> that's what we're here to discuss. Yeah, that's right. I'm- Messages, check me out on Twitter, and you can see my musings, Belinda, G-T-B-E-L-Y-N-D-A. And my message is loud and clear this week. If you're a troll and a douchebag on social media saying crappy things to actors, you need to stop. People were being crappy this week to Hudson West, and he's a child. And then some other douche made a crack about Kirsten Storms being heavier she is healthy, she is beautiful, she has come off a mental health struggle, and anybody hassling her is horrible, and they're going to burn an H-E double hockey stick. Be nice. Real life versus real life, people. Be nice. Yeah, <laughs> they are not just actors, they are humans. They are humans, and they have feelings, and you don't need to crap on them. If you can't say something nice, get offline. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, for sure. My rant of the week. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good. It was a, rant, a good that rant needed to be heard. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you guys in two weeks. We'll see yeah. you. Sounds good. All right, peace Thank out. You all. Peace peace out, out everybody. everybody. Thank Bye. you. Have a great weekend, everybody. You too. <laughs>